I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. Napa know-how. At Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers, get a $25 prepaid Visa card when you get any Napa automotive battery. It's the best deal for some of the best batteries from some of the best car people around. But we might be a little partial. Anywho, pick up any Napa automotive battery and save 25 bucks. Do it yourself or have it done for you. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers. While supplies last, offer ends 831 When was the last time you thought about your batteries? I mean, that's what they do, right? Stay unnoticed, unseen, shoved in a battery compartment, and click, your stuff works. But you're going to be thinking about this one. Duracell Optimum, the battery that can make your devices work even better than Copper Top. Toothbrushes, faster. Screwdrivers, faster. RC cars, yeah. An upgrade without upgrading. So just this one time, do you and your devices a favor and upgrade to the power of Duracell Optimum. Oh my God, we have seen the promised land and it is filled with deep dish and Chicago dogs. Pro, pro wrestling sheet has went all in this past weekend and it was magnificent. Holy hell. How are you doing, Kevin? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. Uh, I did not go to Chicago, but I was, I did watch all of the all in and uh, it was a nice holiday week. We had a, we had a, I worked on two on Monday, but everyone, most, everybody had a day off. It kind of felt like Monday didn't exist. You know, in fact, that made it feel like Tuesday didn't exist. And that's why the only thing that existed this week was Saturday. That's why this is a very special, very appropriate, all-in top five episode. Monday was unfortunately all too real for me because I was trapped in Chicago. (laughs) (laughs) They canceled all of my flights, and it was sad. But I know that airport. Were you in O'Hare? 
I was an O'Hare. See, you had, you had Chicago dogs aplenty. You had some deep dish in there. It's fine. I like how, like, when you're inconvenienced for more than 24 hours, just like, yeah, it's fine. There's some random meat in a pizza in this airport. You're fine. Yeah, perfectly fine. Except they do have those those toilet seats with a weird toilet seat cover that, like, changes itself. It's very strange. I don't like it at all. I did not find that out, and I'm so happy I did not go to that dystopian hell bathroom you found. Very gross. Uh, so get your shit together in your airport's toilet, your toilet airport, uh, your airport toilets, Chicago. Those are words uh, that sometimes, yeah. sometimes go together. It's fine. But uh, here we are. Top yeah. five. Welcome to Top Five, the weekly podcast where we generally go for our objective top five things that have happened in wrestling this past week. But coming to you today, the special All In episode. Everything's going to be all about All In because, you know, you haven't heard about it enough yet. Now you have to. You have not. You have not heard anything about it, but you know what? You, you know, you, okay. You've heard some stuff. I know there's been rumblings, guys, but at the same time, you didn't hear, hear our experiences, our thoughts, our our, uh, our opinions. You've heard a bit. Uh, some might argue a bit too much, uh, but <laughs> we will come to you with five more bits of information. That are not. Amen. You can always stop. Don't stop, though. Too much? No way. The only two that matters is all into baby. Oh yeah! <laughs> Look at you shilling for events that don't exist yet. Oh, it's gonna exist. Come on. Oh, it is one hundred percent. You're gonna go to all into. You just gonna. I'll go to all into for sure. Oh, I like this. I'm saving yeah. my money already. The gauntlet's been thrown. I like it. Well, you know, just be holding it for all in four. <laughs> I just have to, I'm saving my money. I'll make sure that I have a nice place to stay for all in four. <laughs> I'm um, not going to go to the first three, but I'm really just going to blow the lid off the fourth one. It's going to be great. No, it's going to be great. Um, but, I mean, that brings us to this wonderful episode where we're going to talk all things all in. And, uh, well, I mean, why not start it off at the, the appropriate number in the top five and number five? And, oh, so we're going to start off with number five. Um out of curiosity, do we want to do any introductions at all? I mean, sure. That's James. Just in case I'm someone Kevin. wants to listen to this and is like, who are the people I'm <laughs> chatting about right now? If if people didn't know, uh, I'm your host, ProWrestlingSheet.com, Senior News Producer, James McKenna. And with me, as always, Mr. Kevin Silva. Kevin That's apparently cool. wants to jump directly into the list this episode, which is just... Hey, man, you, 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 you dove into talking to me real quick too much. And then, uh, you know, it happens. So I, I, I uh, got to look well, for the segues where they come in, and then you just re- you rip the carpet out. I'm sorry. Well, while, you're, while you introduce the first topic, I'm going to go let my cat out of the house because they're, they're whining. What is happening in the Silva household? Just, just introduce it. While you introduce number five, I'm going to go <laughs> take my cat and feed him. That's a, No, that was let him out of the house. Why are you letting a cat out of the house? Uh, number five, though, uh, fantastic. It is the culmination of a year long goddamn storyline, <laughs> which is so weird to think about. It's, so it's weird also weird when, when it got to, it was one of those things where it was kind of like Peter Griffin on Family Gale when he falls and skids his knee and he's like, ah. Ah, and he's rubbing his knee in pain, and he's doing it so long that it becomes annoying. 
and then it just gets funny again. It's kind of like that, where where this Flip Gordon thing started off. All right, I see what you're doing. He's obviously going to be all in, but then it got to the point where it's like, ah, oh, this is kind of annoying. I don't really care too much anymore. Well, to be and, completely honest, I didn't even think he was going to be making it. Because uh, really, the the home run hitter of this entire thing obviously has been Cody Rhodes, who kind sure. of sat back. He did the AMA just days before, uh, and people were like, "Oh, so what's Flip doing?" And I mean, it's very rare in the world of kayfabe where something is like, "Wait, is this?" Like you knew everyone was on good terms, but someone was <laughs> like, "So what's Flip doing it all in?" And he is like. His response was very current. Was like, "Listen, not everything's a fucking storyline. Like, he's just not in it." <laughs> and I, I sat back and I was like, "Jesus Christ! Like, it, it, like, how big of a joke is this? Where like, is he very literally just going to be at the outside party?" And I was like, "That to me was going to be like a hysterical storyline in its own right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That like, Flip wasn't capitalized. Like, it, they used him as well as they could because um, it made yeah, absolutely." And, you know, it was apparent they weren't going to put anything on him. Uh, I, I don't think anyone super signed up for a flip lethal all-in match. It wasn't like at the right, top right. of everyone's agendas. Uh, but at the same time, it was a very definite, fantastic culmination of a years-long storyline. That was kind of done the only way it really could. Uh, like, oh, yeah. surprise. Absolutely. What, what was his, uh, uh, his name in the Zero Hour? Uh, El Chico, uh, some I forget his name. Yeah, El Chico de Luchador or something like that. But like uh, the thing is, like like you like you mentioned, like no one's really being down like the door to see uh, Flip Gordon versus Jay Lethal. But at the same time, even that, like the idea that look look when they when they said what the cards what the card was and they said that Jay Lethal was going to have a match, I was like okay. I guess that's cool. I don't really care too much. But the way they did it, they did it the smart way. As they did this entire show the smart way. And they had Jay Lethal come out as Black Machismo. And that's the way to do it. <laughs> what a fantastic. It, um, honestly, one of the better spots in the show. Like, Because obviously the entire show was just kind of catering to what everyone kind of wanted for a year. Which is fine. You, you can't pull that stunt every time. It was a great, sure. real great one-off. Um, but that being said, uh, as far as something kind of unique and like you haven't seen um, Black Machismo cheating, uh, not cheating, uh, treating Brandy as Black Elizabeth is the funniest goddamn thing I've seen in a while. No, it's great. Yeah, like that spot was fantastic. It was just all well done. Um and I will get into more about thoughts on other spots that were treated very well, uh, where we've seen it done by WWE and, uh, it's not treated as well. And we'll get to that later. But, um, I, I don't know. I just think that it was a great way to set up this match. It made this match interesting and exciting because of the flip Gordon story culminating. Um, there was even a, that uh, part of you that was like, is Flip Gordon actually going to take this? Is he going to win? Um, uh, that was the other thing of just given the entire storyline up until that point, uh, you kind of viewed everything as a joke. 
Right. Uh, and then as it was happening, you're just like, it was in the back of your head of like, God damn it, are they actually going to pull the trigger on this and let him become champion? Um, ultimately, it didn't. Uh, Jay Lethal held on to it, which I think was the appropriate way of going about doing it. Sure. Um, I, I also question, like, how much is ROH willing to let the Bucks and Cody steer their storyline <laughs> in the scenario where, like, they're going to have a major title change at their event? And so I'm, uh, I, I, I could see that ROH could possibly be in on it, but at the same time, uh, I feel like it, it, it works better for them to keep Jay Lethal as champion. I, have- to be truthfully honest, I was kind of amazed Ring of Honor didn't angle for a larger storyline, given the amount of fresh eyes that they had on the product for a first time. Um, right. You know, writing's been kind of on the wall for a minute as far as certain people leaving that company for a while. Right, right. Uh, so the fact of just kind of you had this brand new program, like, okay, cool, like try to win people with Lethal Gordon. Um, but I think as we'll discuss, you know, ultimately there's more entertaining crossroads otherwhere. <laughs> Is that a pun intended right there? Uh, yes and no. I After I said it, I was like, <laughs> fucking hell. I'm not thrilled I just did that. But whatever. You know, life life goes on. But uh, it was it was a fun culmination of that storyline. Um, I think that the crowd really ate it up. Um, and I'm not the biggest Flip Gordon fan, but I really enjoyed him that night. And I really, really enjoyed him. Maybe it's the whole flatter thing. Maybe it's, I mean, I can see a lot of things about his personality that I probably don't like myself. But as a, as a wrestler, he entertained me on Saturday evening. And I was I enjoyed every moment of it. Yeah, which is good. I heard some not so great things about the uh, Flip Gordon all out party. Um, so yeah. I'm glad his went. during show entertainment mm-hmm. was better. I had a friend that went, he said it was just like Flip Gordon and a DJ just hanging out, and it looked real sad at first. <laughs> so That's, that's fantastic. Ah, oh, Flip. I was uh, across the street at the weird arcade bowling alley. That's this thing across from the Sears Center that was like an arcade bowling alley, whatever else. Oh, that sounds fun. I mean... It, it was a good time. They had Big Buck I mean, Hunter, so... <laughs> I mean, hey, you know the thing that draws Big Bucks... And, and Bulls of Strike was topic number four. Was the uh, the what? Yeah, what was it? that was painful. Draws big bucks, money, and uh, you know, Bulls of Strike. You know, successful. The fatal four way. Sure. Uh, on the women's <laughs> from the the, the women's t- fatal four way, and it was amazing. What a fucking match that was! Holy hell! Um, Can I just say. Britt Baker, her uh, her <laughs> dentist coat is love, fucking rad. I love Dr. Britt Baker DMD. Yeah, Dr. Um, Britt Baker is awesome. I love it. Which I love, first of all. Like, they really play up the, like, glittery dentist gimmick, which is fantastic. I like that her entrance video is just, like, a kick hitting a jaw and, like, teeth flying out. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is quality gimmick. Oh, she's um, great. Um Things I especially loved about that, uh, just because I heard it, and I was like, oh, hell yeah, uh, because Britt came out to the old, uh, what do you call it, the old Adam Cole theme. <clears throat> right, right. I was like, okay, at the very least, I get to hear this song again, because that's a quality theme song. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, it was really, it's a, it was a really great match. Um, you have 
legendary Madison Rain with her work in, in Impact TNA. Um, you have Tessa Blanchard, who's just killing it this year. This is her year. Tessa, um, that was someone I was very uneducated on going into a lot of this year and has been murdering it step after oh, step. Yeah. Um, and, I kind of feel like this is this has been like I feel like she didn't have too much footing before this year, and I think that she's really getting exposed and put out there, and she's getting a lot more opportunities, which is well deserved because she's 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 great to watch. She's very definitely becoming the woman outside of WWE. Yeah, like there's not given another six months to a year, there's not going to be another name on that scene uh, that carries as much weight as Tessa does. Uh, Tessa has the look. She looks like she's a mean motherfucker, which is just everything you can ask for. Um, and just really tears it up in the ring. It did not hurt that she had Magnum TA and Tully Blanchard with her. <laughs> right. I, I feel like that's a real good tie-in of just like, oh, goddamn, <laughs> okay. Tully's here. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, then, and then you have uh, and then, um, our fourth. Um, well, who was the fourth in the match? Uh, that would be Chelsea Green. Hot match. Chelsea Green. Oh, my God. Like, what, uh, Chelsea Green is phenomenal. She's So we were watching it. Uh, my friend's uh, girlfriend, she was like, who is this? I love her. And I was like, oh, that's Chelsea Green. I gave her the whole background of the hot mess Chelsea Green and why she is like, like drunk and has her makeup smeared. And uh, she's like, Oh, I love her even more. Like she was supposed to get married on impact on, on impact, got left at the altar, just started chugging champagne and wandering around the backstage in her wedding dress, all filthy. And like for like weeks and like, that's where we get hot mess, Chelsea, hot mess, Chelsea green. And it's so good. Cause she's, she's such a, she has so much poise when she's just like regular Chelsea Green, or, or but when she's hot mess Chelsea Green, she's the exact opposite, and it's awesome. That's that's kind of the beautiful thing about that is you know you just kind of went through all that storyline. My favorite gimmicks are the one that like say the Undertaker. Under I mean this is gonna be this is gonna be the first Chelsea Green Undertaker tie-in <laughs> I do. But I, I've heard I've heard like several of them, dude. It's fine. Yeah. Um, but, like, if you know his background, his mystique, all of that stuff, it's fine. Like, you get the entire thing, you see him, and you're like, that makes sense for that package. If you see him for the first time, you still get this feeling of just, like, I know what this gimmick is, and I'm slightly horrified. Yeah, exactly. It's the same deal with Chelsea, where if you see her in the hot mess gimmick, it's, I did not know anything, any of the background that you mentioned. I did not see any of that impact sure. or TNA. Um, I don't know what time period that was. When she came out, though, I understood that character. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. And that was the beautiful thing about that, because you saw her and you heard the nickname and you saw the character and you're like, this is going to fucking be good. Like, I'm familiar with Chelsea Green, was not familiar with Hot Mess. Uh, but when that character dropped, fantastic. Yeah, I uh, I think she's killing it with that character. I like the fact that like uh, I know that she did a recent bar wrestling where they they asked like which version of her do you want to see wrestle, and so she did a poll, and so she either came out as her regular self or hot mess, and then hot mess won. I I believe so. She came out as hot mess. Perfect. That's what that that gimmick's got legs. 
And the great part is you can delve in and out of it for however long you need to. Oh, absolutely. And you can rehash that somewhere else if you needed to. Oh, yeah. Just, it's, you know, champagne, it's really easy. Champagne becomes that Popeye spinach. You can break it out at any moment. <laughs> kind of like a breed mode, but, not, but, you know, with better wrestling skills. Oh, God. <laughs> Are you reminding people of that dive? Don't remind people of that dive. I'm not going to get into it. It's an all-in all episode. <laughs> Ryan feels very strongly about it. I'm going to leave it. But um, a match, like, honestly... Uh, it was a match that in watching it, uh, you kind of felt the crowd shift midway through because unfortunately, and you know, not to talk trash on the crowd or anything like that, uh, I feel like there's this very definite, like, oh, this is a women's match. We might have a bathroom break feeling of sure, just, sure, I got we don't you. really have any storylines that we're invested in. Um, you know, it was a hot start to the show. Uh, that happened. Uh, we had already gone through a few matches that were pretty hot. Uh, and I feel like, much like WWE, you have those cooler matches that they built in. Uh, and you just were like, okay, well, maybe it's a bathroom match. And then midway through this match, everyone quickly figured out it was not, and the volume got turned up to 10. Uh, it was a weird kind of shift in dynamics. Because <laughs> that crowd definitely changed i'm not honestly not sure how it came out on tv yet i haven't got um, a chance I, to rewatch it i'll say that um you know watching the front row of uh the hard cam side was very interesting given how the entire front first second row were just looked bored out of their minds the entire pay-per-view um oh, good. i was like oh you guys just look like I recognize like half of that front row from like PWG events. I'm like, yeah, it's kind of, you kind of have to give up the same vibe, but um, yeah, it really was like a PWG on crack. It was very, but it, it, uh, I, I, there was moments of course throughout the show where of course they came alive and it was during that match also where you saw them come alive. And I'm like, if these guys are coming alive, then, then I can only imagine what the rest of this arena is doing. Yeah, no, it. Um, I was a little bit more back on the floor, uh, and people just became unglued. I mean, most of the show, they were unglued for certain things. Uh, but especially for that match, watching watching the crowd shift, because it was kind of like this collective, yeah. you know, everyone was excited, but you didn't know if they were building in cooler matches, and you just had, I believe that one came right after the, uh, what do you call it, the uh, Daniels Amell one, which we're going to get into, not to spoil okay, yeah. anything. Uh, so you you just came off a extremely hot match, uh, and you thought maybe they're going to shift it down in gear a little bit, and it, foot definitely remained on the gas for the rest of the show, or most Absolutely. of the show, anyways. And I mean, we talked about Tessa Blanchett already, and how she's just becoming this like this name that's going to be a household name in indie wrestling, and uh, that her finisher terrifies me, like that that like. Um, what is uh, the fuck? What the code breaker off the top rope? Yeah, <laughs> it looks looks terrifying. It looks uh, it looks awful to take. Well, especially just because she looks uh, Tessa looks fucking mean all the time. Yeah, like I've never seen Tessa and went that woman smiles. It doesn't <laughs> it doesn't feel like a thing that happens. Uh, I think that really plays well into her character. You know, I. Yeah. I felt bad, but going into like say uh, Impact Slammiversary, 
that was the first time I watched Tessa perform. Uh, and in that match against Allie, I was like, oh, Allie's going to probably win. Allie's been around for a while. And then Tessa walked out, and I was like, I was fucking wrong. <laughs> it was, I severely misjudged this character. This character's angry as hell, and I love it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, big things to come from Tessa. The match itself, fantastic. Not, not much else to say but that. Yeah, I mean, if this is a way to showcase what the women of honor are going to be putting on, like, that was a great way to do it. Yeah. And I, mean, I think that was, a, that was a great way to advertise the not just – you don't have to go for the Jay Lethals or the Dalton Castles when you, when you tune into Ring of Honor because we have an entire division of incredible, talented women that are going to be tearing it up. If there's any regret or sad thing is there's only one match featuring women on the card. Right. Uh, I mean, they had the Battle Royal during Zero Hour. Uh, but you know, a secondary women's match, you know, would have would have been fine. I understand there's some time constraints that we'll get into, uh, but a secondary women's match. But you know what? All in two, you have plenty of time. Yeah, really. Uh, so, that, that one. so as you were saying earlier, we're gonna we 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 mentioned Stephen Amell and and the fallen angel Crystal Daniels, and that just brings us to. to Topic number three. Let's go to number three. The the match that had no right being as good as it was. Holy Dude. shit! Also, I'm a big fan of the uh, uh, the actor that came out with Stephen Amell. I, I'm forgetting his name for the moment, but he is also on Arrow, or he was on Arrow, and uh, he he was on uh, Chicago PD. Um, really like that guy. It's really exciting to me when I find out that's an actor that I enjoy or somebody from like a different realm, like is a huge wrestling fan. And like I went to his his uh, Instagram account. And I was like, oh, this guy just loves wrestling. That's awesome. I had no idea because uh, like that's what's his name? Josh Shigara, right? Josh Shigara. Yes. Yeah. Um, that, he's like I, he's got so many pictures on his like time on his timeline of him just like two sweating all the time. <laughs> he's he's a huge wrestling fan. Um, that was one thing that was super interesting about the show, uh, because I didn't get to see him, but apparently, and maybe you can confirm this better, uh, but apparently during the Pentagon Omega match, uh, John Mayer was freaking the fuck out. Uh, I don't recall him freaking out. We were having some, some, uh, some issues with our connection with fight TV. Uh, there's as many people were. Kevin um, Silva, internet issues? What? Not even at my house. Not even at my house. This is actually, Fight TV was like, oh, there's a handful of people having this issue. I was like, I was like, no, there's thousands of people on the internet talking about how they're having issues. <laughs> how big is your hand, Fight TV? How big is, how your, big hand? is your hand? Um, but, uh, so I didn't catch that, but I know that John Mayer was there. They showed him a, uh, a couple times on camera. Um, I love that he was there for, for Jensen's bachelor party, which is even more awesome. With Paul Shear, which is very... Yeah, Paul Shear also there, because Jensen is just a man of different realms, all, all folded into one, sure. and he's marrying Topanga Lawrence. I, I had no idea until I ran into Paul Shear and was like, oh, you're here. <laughs> Why? I, I need to know. Jensen had Paul Shear there, John Mary there, for his bachelor party, and he's marrying Topanga. Like that's a wild, that's a wild life, man. 
and watching Stephen Amell in ring. Watching Stephen Amell wrestle the Fallen Angel. So this match was pretty damn rad. And I, I think that it was the smartest booking to have Christopher Daniels be the guy that was in the match with him. I, because yeah, who like, could you trust more than him? That's the thing. I First, before we go into this, I understand that Christopher Daniels can get a decent match out of a sentient can of Campbell's soup. I understand that. He's a guy who consistently kills it on every fund. That said, um, watching Stephen Amell go as hard as he did for the entirety of that match was insanity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, the, the coast to coast. Holy shit, man. The, and none of it looked good. Like, let's get that out of the way to begin with. Uh, the coast to coast didn't look great. The table spot didn't look great. It was Here's the thing. I liked the table spot. The way that it looked, but that's I, the, 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 the setup to the table spot was awful. That's but, the thing. Is it, it? I don't think at the end of the day it was supposed to look good. It was a for for me a the suspension of disbelief of just like okay like cool. It's always good to see a guy who's now from the business try the business and you know actually sacrifice himself. Give his heart, yeah. The thing that stuck out most to me on this one was I got infuriated because I was like, motherfucker, that's what WWE could have had. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. Had like, they invested anything into that match with uh, Stephen Amell when he was there for SummerSlam? Anything. Uh, he, was re- he was willing. It's not like he, wasn't, he, like he was like saying, like, oh, just take care of me. Like, he was ready to go. And yeah. I, I feel, I mean, it's, it's probably fair to say that as he's connected more so with Cody and the Bucks, that maybe he's just felt more inclined to be a little bit more daredevilish when it comes to this scenario, not to be a no, no comic book pun with daredevil there. But, uh, I mean, it, it, it just feels like, I don't know. They could, maybe he wasn't going to be as, he wasn't going to be as invested when he was doing the WWE match, but at the same time, who knows? They probably just didn't ever give him or give the thought to give him the, the opportunity to do that. Yeah. Like, no one thought twice about just being like, oh, you're in a tag with Neville. It's fine. Don't worry. Did you, uh, did you hear that Neville was one of the druids, huh? One of the, the dick druids? Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. I think did Punk was that- there. I, I heard Punk was one of the druids. Fuck you. Did you hear that Neville has been wrestling while still under contract with the WWE as Bandito? And that's who was Bandito? I, I to I'll just say it. I sincerely love that <laughs> All In um, did not feature one surprise that everyone was like, "Oh, is Neville there? Is Punk gonna be there?" It's right? Like, no, you. No one got a single surprise that they were expecting or wanted. And guess what? No one was hurt about it afterwards because it was no that good of an event. No one gave a shit. You got your other surprise in a. Is anything else? Cover the other surprise that we get. No, we're good. So why drunk, drunk Uncle Jericho? Drunk Uncle Drunk Uncle Jericho showed up. That was great. Um, in full Pentagon regalia, which is scary as hell. Uh, and then also uh, Joey Ryan came back with his parade of dicks, which to show you how good of a show this was. Joey Ryan and his dick Actually, squad. That's that's where we get. That's that's the next. Show we, are we going to number two? Is oh yeah. It? Oh, actually, never mind. My apologies. I <clears throat> I completely forgot that was a tie-in with number two. Ignore what I've said. 
James said nothing. Um, he said Stephen Amell, Arrow, see it on CW. I, I, have, a, <laughs> I have a headache. I'm tired. I just, um, I just flew was, in from Chicago, and boy, are my arms tired. I hate you. But uh, it was a great match. I really enjoyed it. I thought um, it's cool to see somebody go as hard as Stephen Amell did. And that 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 table spot looked brutal. It looked brutal when you see it on TV. Watch when you watch it back. It looks pretty crazy the way he goes through it. So, yeah. well, it's just everything about it. Never before have you had, or at least I think I, I'm struggling to think of another time that this has happened, but never before have you had someone who wasn't a athlete go full out in a match like, this guy is the star of a CW show. We can LOL and laugh and be like, oh, it's for tweenagers and whatever. He is a star of a CW show. That dude made, makes bank. <laughs> he does not need to be there. He loves the business enough that he wants to. Today um, I learned that I'm a tweenager. Perfect. Well, the, the show isn't made for you, Kevin. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think it is. I think it gets pretty dark, dude. It gets pretty dark. Even Amel in skin-tight green leather. Show's not the show is not directly made for you. I'm actually pretty sure that that is made for me. Thank you. You are not. I'm not saying it's not made for everyone. I'm just saying the specific demographic that it's geared towards, not you. I don't know, man. That's what that's what uh, the record execs uh, for Carly Rae Jepsen thought at first, but uh, uh, boy, were they surprised. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying you can't enjoy it. I'm just saying you're not the demographic they were aiming for. Shut your mouth, okay, James? Shut your mouth. Like, if you weren't a fan, I'm I'm sure that the producers aren't sitting back and going, well, that's a loss. They're happy you're a fan of it. No, no, I think you're wrong. But I digress. Uh, so, I mean, since you already kind of breached uh, the uh, the topic... Uh, should we go to number two? We can go to number two. I'm. I'm. A, there's not really much I gotta say about number three that we haven't already said. It was a fan. It wasn't a great match. Um, it was more of the moment that transpired. You, we got to see Stephen Amell, a guy who is not a wrestler, wrestle in a full match, and he went balls out on it. Uh, that deserves to be commended in some way, shape, or form. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's here, right here on this podcast. Yeah. And uh, you know what? Hopefully they, they give him a second one. I, I'd love to see him do something else. Maybe his body doesn't want to, but I hope I hope he does. Yeah, hopefully we get a Stephen Amell number two match. And that brings us to number two. It does, number two. Uh, and number two I adored. This was easily my favorite match on the card. Um, it had, I think, mo- the most storyline potential. It had the most tie-ins. Uh, but we got Hangman Page versus Joey Janela, and that yeah, was that, it was wild. Yeah, um, first of all, put it out there. As of right now, Janela is my MVP for 2018. Um, wow, that that dude has gone. I, you say wow, but like honestly, who you can you can be like, oh, it's the Bucks and Cody. It's all these things. Oh, no, no, Joey Janela has done his part in in just changing the game, like in professional wrestling. I don't, I don't, I can't say anything 
I mean, that would discount that because I believe that his like spring break party at WrestleMania weekend, like that's created other events that are of the like. I mean, Matt Riddle wouldn't have had an event like Bloodsport if it wasn't for a Joey Janela spring break. So, I mean, these are things that uh, he's he's much like the Bucks and Cody. He is changing the face of what independent wrestling is, and he's making these, I mean, with the help of, of uh, Giancarlo, who does all his videos with him, um, I mean, they're just, they're just changing the way that wrestling looks and the way that wrestling is treated. And I think it's for the best because their videos that they're putting together look so great. They look perfect. They look smart, and they're smart, and they look uh, important. And then their events are fun and interesting and unique. And so I, I think that you're right with, with Joey Janela deserving that praise. Yeah. I, like, I, I struggle to say, like, anyone else because, like, other guys have a much larger platform to build off. You know, you have Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes, at the end of the day, is Cody Rhodes. The Bucks are the Bucks. It's not these no-name people who have been around for a while. They are, you know, top sellers at Hot Topic. They do. A, B, C, D, E, F, G already. All In is the wonderful cherry that was on that Sunday, which is great. Um, it's a big fucking cherry, I might add. Yeah. Uh, Janela, over the past few years, has seemingly come from fucking out of nowhere. Um, it completely graduated from doing CZW deathmatch nightmare matches uh, to having a full giant on storyline at All In. Um and he kind of seems like he's. I feel uh, has he officially said that he's done with death matches because I feel like I believe that's a thing that he's not no longer doing death matches, which I think is a great thing. Yeah, if that's the case. Yeah, perfect. Um, that's a dude. Death matches are a way to get into the industry. Uh, I still, I'm still morbidly curious about going to one. Mm, can't do it. I legitimately know. I'm not being. I'm not being cute about it. I would be huddled in a fetal position crying during that, during that event. If I went, I think I just need to see a body get put through like 40 light tubes to be like, well, I don't need to see that again. <laughs> and I don't know. I don't know what I, I don't know what I'm getting into. If I go to, to live and die in LA, Joey's event that he's going to be doing out here in, in November. No, that's so, fine. I mean, like, uh, his matches are all, they're all, they're good matches. That's the thing. <laughs> Joey, I'm saying like if somebody else on like another match on the card, like what if he puts a death yeah. match? In there? <laughs> um, I think the beautiful thing about Janela is, I, I mean, obviously I don't know his exact thoughts on the matter, uh, but it's, it's funny because you kind of just like watch it from afar and it looks like his thought process mm-hmm. is, well, these at least aren't the matches I used to do. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, so it's like as, a Dean Ambrose kind of vibe of look in his eyes. Yeah, you get this like, okay, what spots should I do? Well, this isn't <clears throat> as bad as what I used to. So I'm not putting a, I'm not putting a, a hyperthermic, uh, hypothermic needle through my cheek during this match. So that's cool. I'm good. Did he do that at one point? I mean, death matches do that. Oh, yeah, no. No, thank you. That's not something I ever want in my life. I'm not going to I'm not going to take a fucking like Samoan drop off the top rope onto just pure concrete. <laughs> like I'm not. Well, I mean, you know, in talking about Janela, he's the one that did that uh, that roof spot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So mm. Janela jumping off the roof with another human body uh, into a truck filled with glass. I think. 
Yeah, I believe that was Nick. Was that Nick Gage? Uh, if I had to guess as to another human, and I, <laughs> I, use, the word, I use the word human loosely, <laughs> there's very yeah, few um, people I've been in front of. Uh, I don't get scared in front of many people. Uh, and meeting Nick Gage was a truly horrifying moment because you just look at him and you're like, this guy has has hurt people and he could hurt me. I'm yeah. convinced of it. But, I mean, we've gone over the accomplishments of Joey Janela and what he's done and what he did for this match. But, I mean, it really all came down to one important story. And that was well. But, well, before we get murderer, into, the murderer Adam Page, he's yeah. a murderer. Yeah, um, I, I think the entire tie into this is obviously you know the quote unquote murder of Joey Ryan, and then the entire match, uh, Page just struggling with the concept of killing someone again. Um, there was a lot of great Joey Killer chants, which I truly loved, <laughs> as he. Because it was after that, uh, what do you call it? The uh, stage power bomb. Everyone just started oh, yeah. freaking out and calling him Joey Killer. And I was like, this is a great angle. And I love it. That power bomb was disgusting to watch, yeah. by the way. Ugh. That was, hearing it was disgusting. I didn't see it up close. It was on the other side of the arena from me. But you heard it and you're like, that was a human body. I don't appreciate that. It was a lot. Yeah. Uh but the match itself, incredible. A lot of great spots on that one. Both these guys, you could tell, uh, went all in, quote-unquote. Uh, winks at the camera. Uh, but no, really laid everything on the line. Um, I think they knew kind of what was on stake visually for the entire event and how much tinged on their match being like the one no rules, uh, just right Outback Steakhouse match. <laughs> wow. I was like, no rolls. I have to follow it up with Jess Wright. Uh, but no, the Chicago Street Fight. Um, per, it was a great angle for both of them to have because they were able to play it up as best as possible. Yeah. Um, page one after you know breaking out the uh, hotel phone, which is just a great touch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Penelope Ford, all out. Um, I am slowly waiting for Penelope to become the next like women's breakout star. Oh yeah. In the same time. vein as Janela. Uh, I think that pairing is fantastic. Uh, Penelope doesn't get as much credit as she should at times. Yeah. Um, but I feel like that's going to change very soon. She's uh, she's killing it. And I think that, uh, I mean, her interactions are smart and her interactions in these matches, um, they don't come off as just trying to stick her into something. They, they, they come off as she is a badass and she's just as crazy as Joey. Yeah. Like that was, there was never a period. As you <coughs> mentioned, my favorite thing about uh, Penelope Ford is anytime Penelope Ford interferes in a match, there isn't like this. Okay. Like, let me step in and like, Oh no, what have I done? She comes in and will just punch someone in the face and then dive <laughs> off the top rope at him. And it's like, yes, this is what the characters should be. Right. Says, I'm not scared. I'm interfering because I have no problems getting, you know, thrown into this match and fucking hurting people, which is great. She's a, she's a magical woman. Quite. You know, what, you know what's magical? A man waking up 
Bernie, Weekend of Bernie's style with his penis just becoming erect and and after you think that he's dead, oh no. His dick has has erected back up. It's jo- the return of Joey Ryan. If there's anything that disappointed me about that return, uh, it was they did not play the Undertaker gimmick as as long as they should have. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of, I kind of wanted Joey to be like cloaked a little bit. Yeah, like come, out of the room. Like that's like come out in full Undertaker regalia, do the slow walk to the steps, get there, do the hand raise, and then maybe start playing his music. Like really add some pomp and circumstance to it. Right, right. but we just got the stage. That was fine. Honestly, everything worked as well as it could have. We got dick druids. I mean, yeah. That's all you, all anyone really needs to care about. A lot of great gifts. (laughs) (laughs) And then Joey makes his return. He faces off to his his the killer of Adam Page, and he exacts his revenge. He does. You know, this is obviously going to lead to a uh, Page-Ryan match, which I'm very excited about. I, that's one of the funnier things about this entire pay-per-view, is it's not really affiliated with anything, yet there's going to be tie-in matches that happen because of it. <clears throat> yeah. Which is that's, so uh, that's it's, it's A lot of this is just stuff that came off of a, a internet web series, yeah. and they just were like, we're going to just create storylines off of our web series, and then that's what you get from these matches like and three, it, three, four different shows are going to have storylines based off this event, which is incredible. Yeah, it's brilliant. And it's, it's absolutely absurd. Loved it so much, but yeah, Joey Ryan's back. What what else is there to say about Joey Ryan? Uh, he's just a creepy baby old man who has a lollipop. That's yeah. pretty much the character. Some summarized <laughs> slightly. Um, uh, but yeah, no, that was number two. Did you have any other any other feelings about that one? I do not, except uh, yeah, I mean, just uh, like you said, uh, it's great to have uh, Joe Ryan has has uh, come back, and it's it's fun. I'm I'm really enjoying. I'm uh, looking forward to what will happen in the next chapter of this this uh, Dick versus Dick showdown. <laughs> Boo! Um, no, yeah, very excited. Uh, I feel like we'd be remiss to not do honorable mention and dishonorable mention. I know the entire thing's honorable mentions, but we only have five spots. And we Calm down already. Just just go with it, baby. It's fine. I want to talk quickly on at least one of them. Uh, so honorable mention, I don't know if you have any outside of this, but the one I will throw out there was Okada Skrull. Uh, I feel oh, like a lot of people discounted this match walking into it, saying it was a waste for Okada uh, Skrull. Not as good as everyone thinks he is, uh, and then like that reversed everything. Uh, the match was fantastic. Skrull did fucking phenomenal in his role. It was obviously a bit more of a comedy match. No one actually walked out being like, "Well, Skrull's going to win." There were some times during that match where you're like, "Wait, are they going to let this happen?" <laughs> right. I feel like the crowd. The crowd was so happy if Okada if Okada won. But if Skrull won that, Skrull won them over midway through that match, and people were just going to fucking lose it if he did it. Right. And it's, it's definitely, uh, it definitely brought out a part of Skrull that, uh, that I've been saying about his character that 
I've always really enjoyed Marty Stroll, the villain. And I personally feel like Bullet Club Marty Skrull has kind of been a, a toned-down version of what the villain was. I thought that the villain was uh, this dastardly heel. I really liked him in PWG when he was coming out as just being this dick. Um, People funny, forget of course, he, he won Bola. Right. They I mean, had him win Bola. Like, <clears throat> I mean, he's a funny guy, but at the same time, he, he can mean business. And I feel like uh, this match kind of brought him back to that. And I feel like I think that he should hang on to that a little bit more uh, than just being a goofball. Because, yeah, Marty Stroll, you're very charming. You're very funny. But let's see that serious side a little bit more. And I like that about him uh, in this match. Yeah. That was the thing is they had the comedy bits, which is fantastic. Uh, but really, when the match boiled down to it, it was just a solid technical match with a lot of great spots. Right. And, and then quality, I, quality match. I personally really like the Kenny Penta match. That personally, as far as wrestling matches go, that was my favorite match of the evening. Um, I know a lot of people are, have been saying otherwise in regards to they were like, oh, it was just a fine match. I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was a really, it was genuinely a, a dream type match. Um, so it, it was, I, my, the only disappointment I had with it. Here's the thing. I will agree with you that it was the best worked match on the card. Um, it did not make my top five strictly because it didn't feel like it actually meant anything. Right. And it doesn't. Yeah. That's the thing. When it comes down to it, it meant so much. And the reason why I say that is because I, I know that you've seen Penta wrestle. I've seen him numerous times wrestle. He's a guy that I, I in Southern California, I'm like, oh, this guy is so well known everywhere. But when you get into the Midwest, like it's very rare that you get to see Pentagon wrestle. Um, I mean, it was, uh, with uh, MLW, that's kind of broadening people's, uh, putting more eyes on him. And I know he's on Lucha Underground and everything, and like people are watching that show. But at the same time, I feel like viewership on that show has really dropped. So I feel like this is kind of, a, in a way, a, a coming out party for Pentagon, because now he's got the world's eyes on him. And um, he just showed that he's one of the most badass wrestlers out there right now. Um, I, I get it that there wasn't as much as story-wise, as far as this match really meant nothing. But as far as what it's going to do for somebody's career, it means a lot. I it's it's interesting because I would almost agree to disagree on the whole like people don't know Penta thing. Because um, I would argue at a certain point, and it's really hard to say because we we exist in our bubble of wrestling entertainment, which is fine. But I'm curious how many people know of Kenny Omega as opposed to Pentagon. Because Pentagon's on Netflix, which is massive, and everyone has it. And Kenny, Kenny exists in Japan. But he's, he's more talked about in the sense where, where I feel like... He is, but at the same time, not, he's more talked about in our circles. I don't know. I don't think so. I think that he's talked about enough to where there is going to be fans going, oh, you need to see Kenny Omega. Oh, you don't know who Kenny Omega is? Fucking nerd. Of course you should watch Kenny Omega. 
I think there's enough of that. And with, I mean, of course, with the help of Bullet Club, that becomes a very true. Very true. I, I mean, Pentagon isn't part of a of a of a thing that goes beyond, uh, you know, that doesn't touch every single form of entertainment in the wrestling business as Bullet Club does. It, it would. It's an interesting. I would love to see. That's the one thing I've always hated about Netflix is you never necessarily get to see the numbers right. of like viewership and stuff like that. And I feel that would go a long way towards like, okay, what is their exact exposure? Um, but either way, interesting. Like it's just great exposure for everyone involved. Right. At the end of the day, it it's a marquee matchup that you wouldn't get to see elsewhere on such a stage anyways. So, I mean, that kind of leads us over to dishonorable mentions. And you're thinking these guys – they're just they're talking so much about how much they love this event and how much it meant so much. But let me tell you, there's a couple of dishonorable mentions, and I will tell you this much. Amayan, I talked about it earlier, Fight TV. Fight TV kind of messed up. You didn't really realize what the situation was, how many people were going to be watching this. Uh, yeah, at, at the, with four minutes before the event went on, they had a message saying your event will start in 10 minutes. Um, little problems there. <laughs> Um, that was my gripe on the viewership from home. And uh, I understand you had no problem getting back out of all in, right? When you Holy were, shit. You were so a minor side story. When <laughs> I, I went to, uh, the rumble that was in San Antonio. I believe that was uh 2017. Um, so I went to the rumbles in San Antonio also did NXT takeover. And this was the first time in a while. Cause I've generally gone to these in major cities <clears throat> Uh, which not saying Chicago isn't, but I'm saying Rosemont and Schaumburg and all those places, not as major, uh, where the big event happens in a much bigger city, and that's fine. Uh, but when you start getting down to the boonies a little bit, uh, because if people don't know this, the Sears Center, not in the city, there's no, no, no. there's no public transportation to there. You this is to, like when. This is like when WWE was like, oh, WrestleMania is in San Francisco. And it was definitely not in San Francisco. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's that when they come to New York, New Jersey, MetLife Stadium has a very definite public transportation plan. There are trains in and out of there constantly. That makes sense. Um, this, nothing. There was Ubers. There was $200 Ubers, and no one could I, 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 I saw that the Ubers were way more than $200. Yeah, it was... It was real weird. Um, like I saw some like it, like going back to actual the city, like like three hundred to four hundred dollars being asked on Uber and Lyft. Oh yeah, uh, Ryan and I ended up uh, walking a mile and a half to a hotel and <laughs> waiting it out oh, yeah, in yeah. air conditioning. That's exactly what you got to do. Yeah, it, it was the only plan, but uh, <clears throat> you know, things that no one thought about until the end. That was. <laughs> People went the entire time, and then at the end of the show, we were like, oh, fuck. This is yeah. an issue. Uh, which uh, Macaulay Culkin as well. Macaulay Culkin was waiting for a car outside and was just like, the fuck is happening? It was very impressive oh, to ma- see. Oh, those banana those banana ears? Bunny ears of his. Those banana ears. You and your fucking banana obsession. Yeah, Freud. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, we, had, we had our hardships with... With a, a wrestling event that we both enjoyed, we could, we're wrestling fans. We we got to find something to complain about. Am I right? Something to complain about. We're on the internet, uh, but there is a number one. 
Uh, and he, here's the thing. Uh, and I'll, t- I'll touch on it briefly. I would assume our number one was the six man tag to close out the show. No, I'm, I wasn't really for that mainly because of the time constraint. Yeah, just it was sadly it had to be rushed. Um, it felt there is rushed. everything about it felt rushed. It was a great match, don't get me wrong, but everything about that it was a spot fest because it had to be. Um, funny, funny, spot. Uh, funny, spot. Uh, funny on my end. So watching it from home, <laughs> the uh, match ends, and like probably within thirty oh, seconds, no. we it was hard out. Yeah, we had the feed. They had the show feed up above so people could watch. And literally, it was one, two, three, celebration, end logo. (laughs) It was crazy. And we were like, oh, my God. Uh, They they cut a promo after the show uh, being like, we ended that with three seconds to spare. So crazy. Which is really bonkers. Um, And kind of crazy that they could have trimmed down any of the matches that were on the card. You could have taken five minutes off the Okada scroll match and been fine. I mean, there's those, those were those rumors going around that uh, that match went over by like 12 minutes. So I would not doubt it. Um, but the number one, if it's not apparent right now, uh, Cody versus Nick Aldis, Cody, the new NWA world's heavyweight champion. What a fantastic time. Here's the thing. That's another thing where you're just like on paper, Nick Aldis versus Cody Rhodes. Kind of weird. Interesting match. But when you get down to the lineage of that championship, when you get down to how important this is to Cody Rhodes, when you get down to how fucking amazing and a superstar does Nick Aldis look like, holy shit, that guy looks like a million bucks. Nick gets a lot of flack for being very plain. Some might find that in, in old school wrestling, he is a, the guy. He is oh, yeah. the guy He's, who looks the fucking part. He plays it very well. Every, every inch of fucking credit to this dude for making that match feel as important as it was. Absolutely. Without him being the X factor over however many months that setup was. Like he, yeah. Nick Aldis was the X factor as to why that match was important. That the title, no one was going to care about it unless Nick Aldis had the run that he did beforehand. Because on anyone else, it would have felt like they're just doing lip service to Cody Rhodes. And Nick, it yeah. actually felt like a match because he looks like a goddamn champion. He looks like he's chiseled out of granite. Like he was put on this earth to be a professional wrestler in the seventies. Like yeah. the guy, he he looks. Like a star. He looks like someone who Vince McMahon would be beating down the door for. Which, um, first of all, um, can we quickly touch on the insane fight crews that both teams had? <laughs> they, yes. They treated, uh, this, so here's the thing. they treated this match very UFC-esque, where both guys came out with fight teams, whereas like they're not actually in the match, they're not doing anything, they just helped them train and whatever. Uh, but earlier, these, but they're, they're just they're the groupings. Uh, Glacier, Glacier. So wait, so let's go. Let's go through both of them because Cody's was Brandy, very obviously. Uh, Glacier, Tommy Dreamer, 
and motherfucking Glacier. I love Glacier. Glacier? Holy shit. Glacier? I'm, I'm sad who's there wasn't. Who is a younger looking guy? Huh? Who is a younger looking guy that was with Cody? Uh, there was none. There Tommy? was. Glacier. No. Definitely Glacier. No, there's like a younger looking guy that was with him. Um, I don't know who he was. Um, but uh, maybe he just didn't catch him when he, because he's, he, maybe he just didn't know who he was either, but he was there with them. Uh, and like, uh, I just don't know who it was. We were all very confused. We're like, who is that guy? That, but, I have no idea. Motherfucking Glacier. That's all that's. It was, Gla- it was Glacier's younger self. Glacier's and, younger self. And Pharaoh. Pharaoh. Yo, was it Pharaoh? Are you just thinking of Pharaoh? No, I wish. So I was like, oh, that's Pharaoh's uh, human representation of him. <laughs> One second. I'm going to the Cody Rhodes entrance right now, watching it. We got Glacier. Oh, you're right. There is someone there who's younger. That's weird. Yeah, I have no idea who that is. Yeah, there you go. Say la vie. Um but off of that, you go to uh, <laughs> what feels like Nick Aldis's more insane team, where it was yeah. Jeff Jarrett, uh, Sean Davari, uh, Tim Storm, and Sam Shaw for whatever reason. Yeah, the Sam Shaw thing also threw me off very much. So, like the weird red leather gloves, it was great. All for it. I'm all for random uh, Sam Shaw showing up. And this is where I are we going to get into the what DDP's moment in the match. Are we gonna get? Are we like? Is it okay if I talk about that now? Yeah, yeah, of course. So we have the moment where DDP comes out to help out Cody. Cody is taking a, a nasty bump. Uh, Earl Hebner, oh holy crap! Earl Hebner throws up the the X for Cody. DDP comes out. People are chanting for him to do some yoga, <laughs> and then uh, we got Sean Devari comes down to cause some trouble. And DDP diamond cuts Davari in the middle of the ring. And as I was saying earlier about things that were done by WWE that, that all ended better. This very much felt like when triple H met up with sting at WrestleMania and they brought in NWO and DX to be look old as hell. And it was just a mess. I, I, I feel as much as people were like, Oh, that was fun. It was a mess. Oh, it was an I feel like, mess. I feel like this was their, their version of that, and they made it feel fun. And it, was, I, and it wasn't a mess. Yeah, I was going to say, it very definitely it paid homage to a lot of older things. Um, the DDP spot was fantastic. It, it felt fluid. Uh, God bless him for being in his mid-60s and taking bumps still. That's fucking great. It's what happens when you run a fitness company like that. You get to... You get to do a bump like that and not fall apart like paper mache, which is fucking worth it. Um, I here's the thing: the crowd. If you go back, I'm very curious how this plays out on camera. The crowd was there for for opposed to anything else. The crowd. If you ask me what they showed up for, this was the one match that they did start to finish. Everyone was fully invested. Um, the match had a big fight feel. 
they put it mid card, which was kind of incredible to me. Yeah. I think it was also so they made sure they got the importance of the match out there. It didn't feel tired. Because you always can run into those problems at the end of a show where, you know, the one-on-one match feels a bit stale. There is none of that. Everyone was right. super fresh for the match. Um, and yeah, you know, WWE is going to get a lot of flack if they don't have their title match on at the end. That makes sense. They are a much bigger company. They, you know, there has to be, if you want to get treated like the UFC, you have to perform like them. That right. At the end of the day, that's it. Um, this being an independent show, fuck it. It's the NWA world title. Put it on mid-card. Whatever. Uh, but everything about it felt big, which is just, it was fantastic to watch. That's yeah. one of the, being in the crowd for that, it's one of my, I would argue, top five all time as far as like that feeling of just like, Jesus Christ, I'm here for something weird, aren't I? Yeah. <laughs> Like it, uh, it was. It just felt important. Um, it was like I would. I, I would argue it was Bailey Sasha levels of like emotion of just like fuck. This is ha- this has like everyone. It, like as soon as Cody came out, everyone was standing and no one sat down for the show. It was fucking incredible. Yeah, I mean, uh, you you got the the emotion from Cody after the match after the win. Um, the tears, Brandy's in tears. It just, they just played it so well. They did it. They did it. So, I mean, it's an emotional time when you could do something that your father did and then, you know, you know, go even one step further and, and, you know, win a championship that he also held that you never got a chance to hold yourself, which is, I mean, I can only imagine what that means to Cody Rhodes. Uh, yeah. and, At the know, end of the I'm day, sure. legacy. It is. It is all about legacy with the Rhodes family and how they treat themselves, how their perception is. Um, I would argue sky is now the limit for what they, what they want to do with that title. Um, right. The NWA championship is now part of the elite. Um, Nick, I think got it to one level. I think Cody's going to bring it to the next one and I'm hoping to see that feud continue. Yeah. I, yeah. I would love a strict one-on-one like that that lasted for a few months um, that you get to see some real other good matches out of in other places. You know, I'm happy it happened where it did, but it also deserves that main event marquee again. <clears throat> I agree. Um, yeah, man, everyone, every, <laughs> there's a lot of emotions with that match, and I, there's not really much to say else about it. I mean, it was it did what it was supposed to do. It captivated the audience both home and in in the arena and it it did the job of being important yeah oh entirely i definitely felt that as well it was again everything had that big fight feel to it that was just so important um if you had to if you put a gun to my head and you're like what match do i watch out of the show that's the match to watch as far as if you want to see a wrestling uh, a wrestling fandom watch a match and be fully invested and not have a lot of hijinks, you know, if you want to watch a, watch a match for spots and excitement, you know, you got Janela Page, you got the six man at the end, but a lot of that is you know spot matches. You know, they have a lot of big flashes, a lot of big flair, but not a lot of like 
technical wrestling and big overwhelming story. This had a lot of legacy involved and it was a straight out wrestling match and I loved it. So number one, number one, Cody Aldis. Hell yeah. Well, I mean, you guys, we get, we did it. We got through some more all in. You son of a bastard wearing that biscuit party hat. I put on my limited edition biscuit party hat. 500. I have one of them. Yeah. Bad person. But uh, thank you so much for listening in on our opinions about All In. I know that you guys have your own opinions of All In. You've heard the opinions. You've read the opinions. Um, all, all in all, I had a great time watching. <laughs> Boo fucking watching, hiss. <laughs> watching uh, this this newest new version of NWO's uh, sold out. It was great. I was really hoping Nick Patrick would come out during the Young Bucks match. <laughs> Alas, he did not. Thank God. <laughs> but it, he, he didn't have time. Yeah. He was there. He was there, but he just didn't have time. <laughs> but uh, great, great event. Fun matches. If you haven't James, watched it yet, uh, go watch it. That's pretty much go all watch I can say. Yeah. You have it's no on excuse Fight for TV not app. It. It's on the Fight TV app. I believe it's on Honor Club. Um, so, <laughs> but but Young Bucks won't tell you. <laughs> uh, go watch on the Fight TV app. There you go. I'm sure that the connectivity problems are not non-existent now that it's uh, you know saved to the to the, to the hell app. yeah. If people uh, want to harass you on this afterwards about your opinions, all positive by the way. So I mean, no weird things that you said today. Thank you for keeping it clean today. By the way, I feel. Now you're just poking the bear. But if you guys want to find me at Kevin Goodsrad on Instagram, Twitter, um, on that MLB tap baseball game. Uh, there's your, this is your weird app of the day. Just uh, find me, uh, play me, send me money, whatever. Jesus, I need to make it. To, I need to make it to all in fifty-seven, guys. <laughs> Perfect, all in four with Kevin Silva. Um, James, where can people find you and tell you that you're stupid? Uh, perfect. Chill Hartman. And also Kevin gets red. Just write the word stupid and Kevin gets red and then you'll find that's, me. It's fine. That's unfortunate. Who knew? I am also <laughs> Kevin gets red. No, it's uh, Chill Hartman. Just find it there. Um, cross the platform on both. We, we try to keep it simple for you guys. But for top five, uh, I'm for James McKenna and for uh, Kevin Self as well. We will bid you adieu. Have a wonderful evening, everyone. Au revoir. This month, Napa's got all kinds of motor oil deals that can save you some serious cash. Like a five-quart jug of Napa Full Synthetic Motor Oil for just $16.49. With savings like that, you may start feeling like a VIP. But don't let it go to your head. These oil deals are for everyone. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General state's pricing. Sales prices not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 831.20. Stay little chico, pit boom, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game, so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. 
It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.